0: I'm
1: Leslie Torres and I'm Bronna Marks
0: and together we co-host West Coast Mix and Bounce
1: for all things West Coast NBA. That's right. We cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about. We have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams.
0: We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, Yeah, you want to listen.
1: This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network hey guys welcome back to west coast mix and bounce it is episode 50 can't believe we made it here before we get into this breakdown we are going to pay some bills, and I'm going to read this ad to you. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's NBA Championship Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Join us, use our promo code either WCMB or Blev, BLEAV to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts all right guys so we can hop into this episode today obviously finals is going on game six is around the corner our team is up a game and we're so excited to see that and we're also going to talk a little bit lakers and sparks front office situation but for right now the finals the warriors let's
0: jump in in. it's been a good series like i did not I mean, I did want it to be intense, but I didn't think it was going to be this intense. So I'm like so excited.
1: Right. Yeah. I honestly, the Celtics are almost the same caliber as the Warriors. And I really thought the Warriors were going to like pummel through and be like, y'all are young. Y'all haven't been here in like 12 years. We were just here like yesterday. So, (laughs) you know, same team, same big three, Draymond. Curry uh, and Clay. Now, Clay actually hasn't been playing that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read that he is shooting like 34% from three pointer when compared to the last finals he was in, he was shooting like 54%. But that's not really hurting the Warriors too bad because if you look um, at their third quarter performances through the last few games, one uh, Curry is going off, like just off off. Crazy. Obviously, we're gonna talk about his big game. But two, Jordan Poole has had a big three-point shot in almost every game in the third quarter, like causing like meme reactions. Curry like smiling in the background like a proud dad. Um, but yeah, so we could start with game one. What stood out for you? Game one, the Warriors won. Um, I'm sorry, the Warriors started off hot and then they got blown out what did you think happened there
0: i was i was shocked but it kind of made sense because just they were not in sync they were not in rhythm like it didn't look good and then this it wasn't the warriors team that we were used to watching so it made sense but it was, it did kind of strike me because i was like wait this is the warriors how are they getting blown they're not just losing they're getting blown out so i was definitely like kind of blown away but i have to give it to to their players to the Celtics players because Jalen Brown had a good night. Marcus Smart had a good night. Jason Tatum had a good night. Al Horford had like an extremely good good night. So it made sense. Like right. the the Warriors' defense wasn't there to kind of protect these guys and get them from scoring and I was like it made sense that they lost but it did kind of shock me because it was like not the Warriors that we were used to seeing but I mean so much props to out Horford now that I said his name out loud like oh my god he went off in that first game I kind of forgotten about him in the the last couple of games but that first game like it just brought me back like what a what a game that was a game for him and such and so and so proud like you know to be latino and for him to have such a great night and to represent yes. for the community i was like yes go off have a night the, <laughs> dominican republic
1: right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah everybody yeah. was excited when he was actually starting like speak spanish in the post-conference in the in the pressers and stuff like that and we love to see international players get their limelight because Definitely. international players make the nba what it is um and he hit six threes it's been 141 postseason games before he could actually reach his finals. So this That's was crazy. his first finals, and he took advantage of it. Uh, mm-hmm. This was also the most lopsided fourth quarter in NBA finals. It was game one. I think the Celtics outshot the Warriors 40-16 to 16 in the final 12 minutes. Um, so you could see that they kind of, like, just put the burners on and – thinking that the Warriors had way more rest than them because they had a week off when they beat the Mavs in five and the Celtics took their last uh, series with the Heat to game seven and they still came off like very Mm -hmm. hot, very ready. And like you said, it was surprising for Warriors fans because this is like, We thought y'all were going to come out, like, very hot and very like, we got this. This is easy. We're about to take, you know, cookies from a baby, basically. But the Celtics was like, no, we're here to play. We shoot from the three just like y'all. We play hard defense just like y'all. We're going to get under your skin. You know, um, Draymond, he has fouled out, like, three of the five games or something like that. Don't even get me started on that guy. That's his role, I guess, is just to cause drama and then foul (laughs) out late. Um, But game two (laughs) is where the Warriors were able to kind of redeem themselves and tie up the series. So what do you think was the difference between those two games?
0: So, so to me, like the first game was shocking too because it was at Chase Center, right? So it was like at Warriors' home, and you're just like you're not used to seeing them lose in the finals or in the playoffs at home. It was like completely different. I feel like they took that to heart and they were like, "Well, we cannot let this happen again," and so they came out stronger. I feel like their defense was a lot better. Curry kind of figured out that he was the one that needed to be the one to take over, Mm -hmm. and honestly, the bench like Jordan Poole. He had a good night too. Let me pull up my stats here. But like, I feel like at that point everybody kind of came together and they realized, hmm, it's not gonna be that easy as we thought. And right. once they once they went for it, like, I, I would assume this is a blowout too, right? 88, 107 almost twenty, almost twenty points.
1: A little bit. They definitely right. got ahead. Again, the third quarter is a reoccurring theme for the Warriors. This is like. It seems like after halftime is where they really get their spark. Um, Kerr mentioned that they were more engaged overall, and Curry said that they played with desperation in this game. And this was also the game where Poole hit that big um, three-pointer to end the third, and Curry Mm -hmm. was like, crowd dad in the background, come here, like, pool party. So um, I think it was definitely a good game for, again, like you said, the bench to step up and kind of show how – they're supposed to, you know, play in the finals. They they can't just let, you know, step back and let the stars do everything. This is really their time to shine, like guys like Poole. And and I think they had a few players that were out, Um, but guys like Poole, guys like Gary Payton, you know, th- those are the guys that you look to when say like Curry or Draymond or, or Clay are kind of, you know, not playing as well as you expected them to. Um, This, Draymond got a tech, I believe, and he only accumulated nine points, seven assists, five rebounds, and a tech. So I think this was like one of the only games that he didn't file out.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. He's, I don't know. I I feel like he's there defensively. Yes. He's he's very much like just a player that's there for like motivation, kind of like, you know, like for grit and stuff like that. But it's just like, I, and and it and it shocks me how well it still works out for the warriors cuz like you don't you have clay not shooting right you have Draymond not being like well or productive like on on the offensive end how are you still winning like right <laughs> and it's just like are you, y'all their defense must be that great or like their bench must really come together because how like how is it possible and then you're going up against like Jason Tatum, who's dropping like twenty eight points. Granted, Mm -hmm. like um, Jalen Brown, you 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 know, or you have a player here or there go off, but then they're still winning, and that to me is like so
1: bizarre. Like how? I, I think the biggest Ooh. one, for, right? The, the biggest thing for game two was that the Celtics had 19 turnovers that led to 33 Warriors points. Wow. Um, and in that presser, Tatum and I believe Brown spoke out about how the fact that they just simply need to take better care of the ball which is funny because the warriors also have an issue with turning over the ball for because sure, for sure. both teams share the ball very well so it's just going to happen because you're always making that extra pass but at the end of the day you still have to account for how fast the defense is going to react so um i and, think that and was did the, in that oh yeah go ahead <laughs> that was just the biggest difference go
0: ahead i think so too because even in that game like they I, for the steals too the Warriors had 15, and then the Celtics had five. So the Warriors were actively looking to chase the ball, especially right. like you said during that second half. That's when all their like action starts. And so it's just I feel like at this point they were a little bit more active than the Celtics, and the Celtics just looked passive. Like Al Horford had a good night, and then he what well, he only had what two points. It's just like oh, how do you go from that to that? Like it don't make sense to me.
1: Right. But. As a veteran player, you, you definitely still want to see like those leaders step up and, and make a difference because they yep. fought 15, 16, 17 seasons to get here, you know, so okay. that that leadership, you're definitely looking towards something like that. And the Warriors defense, you know, fortunately for the Warriors, unfortunately for Boston, they, <laughs> they came to play. They came to play they in game did. two. They came to play with the desperation, like Curry said, but in game three, the role's reversed.
0: <laughs> it's They go back and forth because it's just, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, oh, okay, now the Warriors got it. And then it's just like, oh, wait, no, 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 the Celtics went off. Now we have, like, Smart going, like, having a, having himself a game. So it's just, like, ah, or Jalen Brown, too. He had 27
1: points. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, yeah. Wow. They yeah, definitely just. The Celtics definitely have, I feel like, a understanding of, I feel like Tatum overall gives the star power, but the Mm -hmm. Celtics realize overall that Tatum is not their only star power. Like he's going to have good games and he's going to have some bad games. Um, And they have players like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart to rely on. And if you've seen like Smart and Draymond have been really, really going at it. It, they've they've been calling it a pushing match between the two because they're two like huge defensive players and they're going to get up in each other's faces all the time. I think um, obviously we're going to get to the, the most recent game, but <laughs> they had like Draymond and Gary Payne had like followed who was it Tatum over to the bench like during a timeout. I don't know if you saw that they kind of they were like creeping on him because he had the ball. They had already called the timeout. And it's just like, why, like mentally, you so know, extra. yeah, they're trying to get into his head. But at the end of mm. the like, day, y'all are being weird. Just relax. <laughs> um, but back to game three, back to game three. So, despite the fact that Curry had 31 points, um, the Warriors, this was their first playoff game in TD, I believe, in TD Garden. And mm. Boston's fans are insane. Like, they're like, yes. insane. <laughs> the- I mean,. I don't know. I feel like sometimes fans just overdo it, though. It's like...
0: And I was literally thinking about it. I'm like, it is basketball. We love it. It's Mm -hmm. great to watch. It's, like, so passionate. But it's just, like... There has to be a level between, like... I'm a sports fan, and I'm just going to go off and say the craziest things ever because I'm a sports fan. Like, there has to be some kind of decorum. Like, yeah, I don't know why they, they
1: do it. <laughs> it was just... They were screaming, like, F-you chants to, like, Draymond and um, the And refs. granted, I shouldn't be talking shit because the
0: Lakers, when I've gone to a couple games, they, like, say the same chants. And I remember, <laughs> like, last finals, they they were – um who were they doing at that two? The Suns player –
1: Mm,
0: the one that LeBron doesn't like, or that they were having beef. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't. Jay Crowder.
1: Yes, I was about to okay. say it has to be
0: somebody who's always causing trouble. <laughs> yeah. So there were like those were a few chants, but I was just like, eh. but I don't like. So I was just like in my head, I was like, mm, I'm kind of being biased. So, but in in awe, I'm like I didn't even approve of those chants either because I'm just like it's too much. It's just too much. Like it has yeah. nothing to do with the sport like maybe you can like clown on his shooting clown on anything else but just like f you that's that's so boring it's so simple like be more creative i know right and if not then just don't say it at all i don't know it's just if you're going to be fans rude, are crazy. be creative <laughs> yeah like bring a sign bring a funny sign and i'll i'll be cool with that but
1: n- yeah
0: i don't know but i feel Celtics, like the it's intense
1: yeah the Celtics took advantage of that though like they fed For sure. strictly off that energy and I'm gonna keep saying it. The third quarter is super pivotal for both of these teams. And instead of the Warriors like popping out like they have been, the Celtics Did held it. them to only 11 points, mm-hmm. which I believe was like one of the lowest amount of scoring in like NBA Finals history. Crazy. That's so. Crazy. And That's this so was also, props. I believe, this was also the same game that Dray- the same game that Draymond fouled out. He got like a, a tech another tech and i believe if you get so many texts like in a row that you're suspended so i think he needs to chill out a little bit <laughs> that's what i th-
0: that's what i thought too like don't if you get two in a row don't you get suspended for like the third game
1: that's what i thought but i or guess maybe not. the rules
0: change for the playoffs or the finals i have no idea
1: yeah maybe <laughs> maybe um but yeah that's just something to take into consideration because obviously all clay has come out steph has come out curry has come out and said you know draymond is a very important piece and then his mom came out kind of clowned him on the fact that he's been playing so that. <laughs> crazy um but it at the end sense. of the day, they still have, you know, after game two, they were down a game. And then in game four, it was another must-win situation, just like game two. And they were able to tie the series up.
0: Yeah. I think that was kind of pivotal for the for the Warriors. If they didn't tie it up, it was yeah. just going to be like, ah. I feel like then they would have felt the pressure because Draymond's not playing right. He's getting texts here and there. Like, they, they would have lost, and they would have been, it would have been, what, three to three to one? Three to one. Yeah, would they have been, would have and, only been, have and one that, game. And how, you can't go back, I mean, you could. <laughs> Historically, you could, but you really, like, you know, at that point, you, you just start to feel like, I can't, how are we going to win it? And yeah. so, I feel like, because they did win that one, they, it just brought back so much more hope for them, so much more confidence, and that's why they were able to even win game five, because if they don't win game four, like, it's... It wasn't going to happen for them. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. It would have been too definitely exhausting. definitely Curry's night. Yeah, and, that, and Curry kind of, I feel like he understood that going in. Of course, dropping 43, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Like, okay, just yeah. another Curry thing to do. So I feel like that he understood what was happening, and he de- definitely, like, went for it. And then um, the Warriors defense was also there to kind of bring everybody back down. Honestly, I feel like they, they focused... I think they focus, like, their defensive efforts on those players that are going to make a difference at the end. So they're probably not going to de-up, Tatum, or Smart too much. Like, those players are going to play well regardless. Let's do the other ones who who can pop off, but let's just make sure we don't let them do that so that we can win. And right. I'm just like, that makes sense. Because, like, out Hortford had a great night, and I'm just thinking about it. It's just like, well, now he has it. Why? they they pinpointed him they're like we're not gonna let you have another good night because that's why we lost in the first place so exactly. i feel like if that's their kind of their mind of their mindset it's gonna it's gonna work out if they can play their defense
1: and right <laughs> and mind you this was curry was coming off a possible foot injury and i mean he went down pretty hard in in game three and then they were like oh it's not serious who knows what the trainers are giving him, what kind of schedule he's on to make sure that foot is not bothering him. Because at the end of the day, an injury is an injury is going to affect you. But once you put your mentality past it, and once you put your strength past it, a lot of people, especially in the media, were talking about, you know, Steph Curry's not just a three-point shooter. He's he's the greatest three-point shooter we have right now. But he's not just that. He's strong. Mm -hmm. He's going to get to the basket. He's going to play defense. He's going to force turnovers. He's a well-rounded player. And I think he really made a statement for his GOAT status in Game 4 because nobody really expected that from him. He's been on his regular, like, Oh, you know, 25, 30 ish points, you know, a few mm-hmm. assists here and there, but he didn't really like take over, like put the team on his back, like have a LeBron performance or an MJ performance. But this game, he did. He broke a few records. Um, you know, I think he really made a statement for for finals MVP. Uh what do you think? Do you think he made a statement for finals MVP? I mean
0: with that one game, maybe. I, honestly, my brain goes back to, like, Andrew Wiggins. And I feel like he's been more, a little bit more influential or kind of, I don't know. I feel like he's made more of a difference. Because I feel mm-hmm. it like from Curry, we just expect it. So right. it's like, eh. But not just because we expect it doesn't mean he shouldn't be MVP. But I feel like, oh, Andrew Wiggins really has, like, showed up and showed out. And I don't know. But I do... I don't know. I feel like it could be up to them, too. And if honestly, if he has a good night tomorrow night, because I feel like he has I feel like it has to be consistency. Right. Definitely MVP. And I don't see how you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because that's I'm funny that between you too
1: It's it's funny that you mentioned Wiggins because he has stepped up in the same game that Curry had. Forty three Wiggins had 17 points and 16 Rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of like starting to prove while he was a part of the All Star selection, like a starter. And I'm starting to see see it now too because Draymond was saying that you know with him, no matter what a big challenge you put in front of him, he's going to respond bigger, and that's the kind of player that you want. Um, but just going back to Curry, Curry is one of the only players besides MJ and LeBron to score multiple 40 point games in a Finals. So he's, Mm -hmm. you know, along with the three point crown, he's also having final performances as big as the, the best players ever to play the game. Um, So that's just kind of the argument there. I think a lot of people sleep on Curry because just in a previous championship, uh, I believe it was Andre Iguodala who who won MVP over Steph. And the people are starting to bring that up too. Like every time Steph, wants to get this finals mvp another role player steps up and is like no look at me (laughs) but it
0: is i feel like it's it's that thing though because we just like oh he's gonna drop 30 plus points it's it's a given but we never yeah but like having like wiggins do 16 rebounds like when has that ever happened right right oh it's the finals so it just it kind of makes it i think it's more like a storyline but that doesn't mean that we should discredit curry so i do i do see that point and that's why, for me, it's up there. It's Curry or Wiggins so far.
1: Yeah. And I feel like
0: Wiggins has taken on more of Draymond's, whatever Draymond's role is, because he hasn't been, like, there consistently. I feel like he's kind of taken that role on with the rebounding and with the points, like, in the paint and stuff like that. So I feel like, I don't know. It could it could go either way. I feel like it's going to depend on if they win tomorrow, who has the better performance tomorrow night. Right.
1: right.
0: Um, tomorrow? And-
1: yep, tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow is game six. (laughs) Now, I said Warriors in six or seven. Honestly, I would like the finals to just... And tomorrow, and it's just like, <laughs> take the trophy and go home. Everybody's done. Take a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously, if it goes to Game 7 as a basketball fan, that's also amazing. I think the Warriors are still going to win regardless. Uh, but just to talk about, rewind, and talk about Game 5 real quick. Andrew Wiggins showed up again, this time in a very big way because mm-hmm. none of the other players for the Warriors really stepped up besides him. He finished with 26 points and 13 rebounds. So that's two double-doubles in a row now for his finals performances um and i believe this is his first finals like ever yeah like in his career um so he really is stepping up and you know proving to the fact that he's an all-star selection and he is a championship contender player uh now to also take into consideration points in the paint the warriors scored 50 um compared to the celtics 36 and again that has to do with Wiggins being a big man. And you said, you mentioned Al, Al, Al Hofford. He's been playing defense on the bigger players, but he's also been playing defense on Tatum, which has made a difference in his scoring. I believe mm-hmm. his scoring is almost half of that or his, um, his accuracy is almost half of that when Wiggins is on him. So that's another thing to take into consideration for Wiggins as like a finals MVP candidate because it's showing up, in the stats and on paper that he's making an effect on both sides of the court. Very big too. Like very big effect. Yeah. I
0: totally agree with everything you said. I'm like, I feel like because of Wiggins, they were able to win that game and mm-hmm. granted, you know, Curry's Curry, Thompson's Thompson, but like, it's but for me, that was Wiggins too. Like that was the game for Wiggins. And it's mm-hmm. just like, everything you said was spot on like I can't even argue with anything or say anything because I feel like you said it perfectly like that's literally how game five went
1: (laughs) no literally Wiggins 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 and then Mm -hmm. Poole Payton um also stepped up as their like I I wish they had Mm -hmm. like sixth man for MVP uh, or sixth Mm -hmm. man of the finals or something like that because their bench players really have stepped up like you've seen it throughout the season and it stayed consistent through the postseason and I feel like there should be some recognition for that.
0: And I feel like that's what makes the Warriors such a strong team. Like, they have their bench to back them up. Not all the teams have that. Most of them have to rely on the stars and the starters. And so for mm-hmm. them to be like, it's okay, Curry can have an off night because we have Jordan Poole or we have Wiggins or we have uh, any any of their bench players. I feel like that's something that the Warriors are so good at and right. that they plan so much way ahead of time. Like, They've known this and they plan at the beginning of the season who's going to be those players that step up come finals because in their head they're going to the finals. They're going to the playoffs and if Curry doesn't have a good night, if Draymond is out, <laughs> fouling out every other game, um, we have backups and that, that that's what makes like, being the Warriors team special and a lot of props mm-hmm. to the back of the house and like the staff that make that happen. That can see, that can see the potential. Yeah. I mean, Wiggins was on his... I feel like he, Wiggins was like on his way out after being traded, after going to Minnesota, and then being traded again. I feel like no one really saw the potential of Andrew Wiggins until right now everybody's like, Oh yeah, he's pretty good. Like, yeah. Yeah. And who saw like the Warriors exactly, exactly. That just have to like they always work with their players and make them into like these kind of role players these stars that shine when the time comes so props to them and yeah that game five was so good i'm so excited for game six
1: though they, they definitely Ooh. know how to deal with adversity honestly i think Correct. at this point in the finals it's going to come down to fatigue like what team mm. is better at you know just staying healthy and staying strong because it's been a long series already Um, And the Celtics have they not only had an elimination game prior to the finals, but they went to game six prior to that. So they've been really, really going, going, going. And I read also that there's like, I don't know, like four thousand miles between Golden State's home and Boston's home. So you also have to take in consideration that every time they switch, you know, they have to go on a six and a half hour flight to the other team's. Arena, uh-huh. which is also exhausting, and they have to catch up with you know the, the three-hour difference, and uh, take you have to take into all of that into consideration on top of the mental and physical fatigue of just wanting to win a championship so bad, but. I give it to the Celtics, and I give it to head coach Ime. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. The fact that he's been able to, one, remain so calm and level-headed, and this is his first season with the Celtics, and he took them all the way here. Like, we cannot not give them props for doing this and for taking it already to game six with a team, with a franchise like the Warriors.
0: I agree. It's so sweet that you called him by his name. I just call him Nia Long's husband or man. Oh. <laughs> You're right. They are married. Are they married? Mister, I don't know. Are they married? I don't know, but I know they're together because that's the only person I care about. I'm like, ah, we're in um, we're in Boston. Let me go see what she's wearing. Where's she at? Yes. <laughs> Let me go follow her Twitter No, or I Instagram. That. Yeah. So I, props to you for using his name because I was just like, that's <laughs> Nia Long's man. I'm like, yeah, the coach. Yeah, you kneel yeah, yeah, period. <laughs> I know who that is. I know. I know sports. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sports, sports,
1: and pop culture are like this, so it's okay. I love it.
0: I love it. When I was like, "What? They're dating, or
1: they're going, or they're married? I don't know what what they are." I was just like, "Oh my god, that's so How funny." awkward! I would have never known. I I learned right? something, Leslie. You're teaching me things. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, when you come to this podcast. You're here to learn sports and other stuff.
1: (laughs) And other stuff. Yes. (laughs) So uh, take it in. Let's take it all in. I mean, that's why it's called mix and bounce. You got to like, you know, mix it Mm -hmm. up every now and then. Right. Anyways, (laughs) now that we've... Okay, actually predictions first before we move on. (gasps) Okay. Do the Um, Warriors win tomorrow or do they take it to game seven or do the Celtics make like some historical crazy comeback?
0: They're playing... In Boston, uh, yes, or know
1: tomorrow. T- yeah, you know what? That's know. a good question. We should look that up.
0: Because <laughs> they it here, but it doesn't show up.
1: They <sighs> keep changing the format of finals. Like before, it was like two two one one one, and now it's like two three two one. It just you know, it's just kind of they change
0: like... it too much.
1: They do. Oh, Let me it's see. Lo- All over the place. Um... So, tomorrow's Thursday. So, they're at Boston tomorrow. Okay. And then they're at, at Golden State for Game 7.
0: You know what? I think the Celtics are not going to go down without a fight. So, they're going to win tomorrow. We're going to go to Game 7. That's what oh. I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to work Game 7. <laughs> oh, so yeah. sorry, girl. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. So if if there is a game seven, when is game seven? Sunday. Sunday. Oh, I have to work that day too. Dang.
1: (laughs) Maybe I do want it to end
0: tomorrow because I don't work tomorrow. So maybe I want it to end tomorrow.
1: I want to just watch as a spectator. God.
0: That's hard. (laughs)
1: It's hard. I know. I don't want to have uh, to actually like be focusing on like sending push alerts and making sure everything's right on the app. Like I just want to just be like, oh, yeah, mm. this is fun. <laughs> you can't you can't do that right now. This that's we're, okay. We, that's what the I entails. I low key believe the same thing that Boston is not gonna go down two in a row. They have they haven't gone down two in a row. Um, historically speaking, and I believe they're like seven and oh every time they lose in, in the postseason or something so they're they're a comeback team they're like you know if we lost yesterday we gonna win today type situation um i think so
0: i don't but, know. well that's my prediction but we'll see what happens what i do
1: don't think? i don't count the warriors out per se to just like pummel them Because now they've been in TD Garden. Now they already know what it's going to be. They know it's going to be intense. They know it's going to be aggressive. All their team is healthy. They're not having any missing links. Um, It's been sort of close. Every game has been decided by 10 or more points. So I feel like as long as they stay to that pivotal third quarter and they come out real hot and they don't let the Celtics crush them, it's over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel Definitely. like it's gonna be, it's gonna come close. Tomorrow's gonna be really close. If it's not, what it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. But I feel like it's gonna be close. They're both not gonna let each other win because they know what it means to win or lose a game six, especially for the Celtics if they want to keep going, and the Warriors if they want to like crush them and their confidence but mm-hmm. i'm excited i feel like it's gonna be a good game tomorrow definitely
1: i am i'm definitely excited Um, this has definitely been <laughs> one of the best finals matchups i think we've had in a good solid yeah. minute
0: yeah so. i feel like the for a while that they were just like getting blown out it was just like too easy yes. to figure out
1: who was gonna be the winner
0: and this one is just like wait we all thought yeah it's i more... not we all we were on thinking that we were not all on the same page so i was like okay this is fun this is interesting
1: I definitely feel like they're more evenly yoked, so to speak, is that they, you know, they're both high level competitive teams. It's not like one is kind of like a lower tier and then the other one can just blow them out yeah. whenever they want. This is like nobody wants to see a finals where it's always a blowout. We yeah. want to see that back and forth. We want to see that action. So this one has definitely um, not disappointed. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. Ah, I'm so excited. Yeah,
1: but on to our next topic. We're gonna do a little front office uh, catch up. The Lakers, as we know, fired their head coach, and now they have former Bucks assistant coach uh, Darwin Ham as their head coach. So claps up to Mr. Ham. You, you got coach. a lot of work to do, sir. <laughs> uh, I'm just like I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You don't know. Leslie is stressed. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, yeah, like
0: yeah, I, can't, I can't even I can't even wrap my head around it. I'm just like, I feel like we're just it's a cycle for the Lakers. They just new coach, did it like team. And then it's like it keeps going over and over again because all the players that we thought all it's gonna happen again because all the players you thought you had last year were only on for one year contracts. So it's mm. gonna be a whole new team once again new coaching staff once again it's just like everything's like always different like just be consistent let just let it work one time Gosh, i mean but
1: it ham ham did say you know westbrook is one of the best players and he doesn't want to give up on him and they've had one-on-one conversations already and i do believe i mean I'm with you, like as far as the stress, like last year was so disappointing that I'm just like, how in the world are they going to turn this around? How are they going to have a winning season? Um, But when you look at uh, one, he's a black coach. So now all the NBA, well, half of the NBA coaches are black men. So claps up for diversity. And two, he's won a championship with the Bucs. Uh, mm-hmm. He was under Mike Budenholzer for nine years in Atlanta and Milwaukee. And those are very winning, very aggressive, um, very defensive, heavy teams, which Lakers are have not really had that kind of theme to them in a very long time. Um, you know, they come out of the same kind of coaching tree as far as, uh, I believe Taylor Jenkins was named coach of the year from Memphis. Um, and then Utah's Quinn Snyder. So they all have this collective understanding of what it means to win. So I'm just hoping that Ham can take that, you know, his ability to work with stars like Giannis and like Drew Holiday and like all of those players and take it and work with LeBron and AD and Westbrook. Um, mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, that's they're looking for a strong voice. They need a leader because if not LeBron or Westbrook is going to be like, oh no, I'm going to run the show and you know, don't listen to what coach is saying because he don't know what he's talking about. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that. I feel like, what i got from his press conference was like yes optimism but because i'm like we've been through this before like i'm not gonna get super excited and super like on the boat you know so Mm -hmm. i do like that he said like defense what you said so i'm like yeah defense totally lacked for the last year in comparison to when like vogel's first um season came through like his focus was defense 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 and throughout his tenure you can see that it kind of just like it went out of the boat yeah so I'm like okay commitment to defense is great just do it though like like let's see the put it like I see so many words I'm like like, just see the action right right and so I feel like that's what I'm waiting for I feel like the Lakers did take a little long to get their like head coach and their whole staffing going on but I mean better late than never (laughs) right Mm, it would have been worse if it was later later but um I also appreciated that he was going to have AD kind of be more at the center of things, of how he mentioned it. So having him be more of a... Also, like, we... Yeah, it's just so weird because it's just, like, you have to worry about putting Westbrook somewhere. You have to worry about LeBron. And then you also have to worry about AD and where he's going to go. And so, like, so many... And it's just three pieces. And just figuring those three pieces out is, like, complicated. Imagine a whole-ass team. So I'm just, like... I'm very pessimistic right now. Don't even think I'm going to say they're going to win anything or be hopeful. I'm not. I'm not. I really am not. So, But I am just a little bit hopeful of what he said. He made right. it, He had confidence in talking about defense and Russell and where he's going to put them. And just kind of um putting AD at the center of his like rotations and lineups. So I feel like
1: that could work. Let's just wait and see because I'm just not... Um, yeah.
0: I think bad. they need to have. it at all.
1: They need to have like started like yesterday, as far as <laughs> building the teams, chemistry. Since the back. Day
0: they were fires in the day after they lost this, like the whole season. Like that's when you start, because yeah. it's like y'all don't have
1: no vacation and, for you. <laughs> no, for real, they don't. I mean, everybody deserves a vacation, I I'm guess, so mean. but they <laughs> yes. don't really. They don't really deserve a vacation. <laughs> the whole
0: season was a vacation. The heck? No, seriously.
1: <laughs> like what? Um, And then I don't know if you heard of Stephen A like went in on AD because AD admitted somewhere, some podcast that he hadn't picked up the basketball in like three months already (laughs) or something like since April, Um, which is like, yes. And it's also like, I mean. Honestly, last season was so traumatic. If I was a part of that team, I probably wouldn't have picked up a basketball for three months either. <laughs> I feel like if we say it like, oh, you shouldn't have a vacation, it's funny.
0: But when it comes from like an actual person on national TV, like, do chill. Like, let them have time off. Like,
1: I know. Uh, they're uh, humans. Then, you know, yeah. that's where the conversation gets lost is that athletes are taken into consideration as this kind of, they're like robots. They're like meant to play mm-hmm. the sport. And then that, Nothing else. And it's just like, that's not how athletes work, nor is that how human beings work.
0: Exactly. I feel like me and you, we both work within the W and the NBA. So it's just like, we see basketball, 24 7 all the time Yep. Oh, mind you on my day off maybe i don't want to watch a game maybe i want to read a book like right is that gonna i, make it, like,
1: I like, just want to bid something on netflix <laughs> yeah
0: and i'm like okay like ad can do that too like he doesn't have to like be all basketball all the time so i'm exactly. just like you're just reaching now but watch <laughs> but watch come to the season Right. Season starts and AD's not ready. They're going to go back and be like, Well, you didn't touch a ball until like so and so this date.
1: And it's AD, just going to uh, be a, a whole issue. <laughs> a whole issue. That's like, I think shit. for Ham and for the Lakers, they have to start hot. They cannot start the season 0 3, 0 5, 1 12, 2, whatever. Agree. They have to start winning immediately. I agree (laughs) agree. that has to be the mindset because we've seen it before and hopefully we don't have to see it again but when they start the season slow it ends on a low note when they even during the pandemic they were they started pretty like like middle ground I wouldn't say Mm -hmm. hot but like pre pandemic they were like middle ground they had some kind of foundation and then once they were able to get into the bubble they were good like every everybody was good um, but after that they you know they started the season slow losing to nobody teams and getting into arguments and whatever they they just need to be calm cool and collected and they need to have a solid foundation before i don't know what is it october 11th whenever the next season starts <laughs> it's,
0: come, it's coming it's creeping on us but i agree i just uh, i feel like as a fan base and as like a basketball people like i feel like they don't have any room for patience now it's Mm -hmm. just either win or win and that's about it
1: (laughs) exactly but we'll see how that goes also in la on the w side the sparks finally fired Derek fisher (laughs) girl
0: this has been a long time coming a long long time
1: they even promoted him before they fired him like that's Girl, <laughs> you gave this man a head coach position and a general manager position. Why? Why? Y'all <laughs> lost Candace Parker. Y'all can't do nothing with Liz Cambage or that they had they had somebody else come on to the scene to a uh, uh, Shennady Carter, I think. And and still like five and eight, five They're and eight now on the well. season. Derek Fisher finished 54 and 46 in his tennis. This is a championship yeah. legacy franchise.
0: I feel like <laughs> they dragged it out longer than they, they should have. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just because, you know, it's Derek Fisher. He's a Lakers and LA City legend. So you just don't fire him just like that. But I feel like ugh, with for your franchise, for your team, you got to fire them when they need to be fired. And I, and I feel like we've talked about this before of how he cannot create offensively for some reason and it's just mm-hmm. like I don't see it and now they have an interim coach so they don't really have anybody right now so I feel like they're just playing yeah and it's right. so sad to see them just be like eh. and mm-hmm. and knowing that they have so much talent. like you have a healthy NECA you just got Liz Cambage you have like hot players like Kennedy Carter. Uh, you have Jordan Canada. You have Lexie Brown, who just came from like the Sparks, who won it, the Sparks, the Sky, who won a championship. So it's just like, yep. how do you have all this potential and it's just like not coming through? And it's just like, oh, what a sad waste of talent or waste of a season, basically, because they're also having named a coach right away. So it's just like, what is happening?
1: Yeah, what is and, happening? And I think they're gonna really take their time. I wouldn't be surprised if they wait to name a head coach until the end of the season, which is obviously <sighs> like defeating right now is Fred Williams. Um, He does have experience. He's coached plenty of teams before, and he actually was accepting um a position at Auburn, but decided to put that off to head coach the Sparks this season. Mm. Um, So it, it's, it's just, it's rocky. It's a rocky road yeah. for them right now. And it seems to be like a Lakers team. It's like, you know, winning franchises and then they, they get in this rut and they just don't know how to fix it. It's a Los like, Angeles
0: thing now, oh my god, It's
1: like super, everybody panic. <laughs> an, you know what,
0: maybe it's an LA thing because like the Clippers kind of in the same boat, kind of, and it's just like, uh, wait, how are, are we the all the same? How are we all the same right now? Like maybe there's like a curse going on within our basketball city. i feel like it's it's just too much
1: it's it's a lot of expectation and it's a lot of pressure just because of what history says you know history obviously is going to repeat itself they're like you know the dodgers just won the lakers were able to win a few years ago now but everybody has to ride the same roller coaster of winning and losing um it's not always going to be up but it doesn't always need to be down for so long <laughs> that down like <laughs> you're like bring me down but not don't pull me all the way like, to the floor yeah the highs mm-hmm. are highs but the lows are like even lower <laughs> like yeah And no, that's i feel what like the, the sparks is.
0: yeah i think with the sparks like they have so much talent right now and they just don't know how to execute that talent and so mm-hmm. like it's sad because like most of these players could be gone within the next season so you you always want to use what you have now and like use it to its potential especially when they're like on one-year contracts or their contract is almost up and it's just like or they gotta like figure out if they want to keep playing for that team or if they want to go um somewhere else it's just like what a waste of time so i do because they could have been handled like before the season started i feel like they just gave fisher one more chance and they're like well thank you but no and it's just like okay
1: but now what? now what yeah so that was definitely um, a setback now they're gonna have to wait maybe even longer <sighs> to rev up i'm hoping well or even if they make the interim
0: coach like fred the coach coach just say it now because i feel like even just hanging like like leaving it to hang there it's just like well you're not really the coach but we'll listen to you but like if maybe if you give him a title it'll feel different it'll feel more com he'll be more confident in himself we're confident yeah, yeah. in the team that maybe the team will respond differently like i i don't know but even just waiting for that it's just like ugh, yeah not the smartest move in my opinion but it's tough, it's tough. It is tough. Or, <laughs> i think uh we <laughs> you're like it's tough for you leslie being over there in la yes i know <laughs>
1: As an LA fan on the other side of the country, it also is tough, but not really because I don't have to see it in my face every day.
0: <laughs> right? Uh, I feel like it's all like I have my my phone, and then I have my work phone. But my work phone is like New York based, and my mm-hmm. phone phone from here is like LA based. And so we definitely do get different like stuff on our like Twitter timelines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, mine is just always like Sparks leakers. <laughs> They all suck. Everybody sucks, and I'm just like no. And over there, New York's living the good life. Like, oh, let's talk about Sabrina and her amazing historic night. Yes. Talk about Boston going into the finals, and I'm just like, Ugh, I hate you,
1: sports winning cities, coast. I'm
0: so it, jealous.
1: It's just like all the winning like just went to the other coast. Yeah. Like, okay. What happened? Somebody.
0: Our power somebody. Something's up there. I don't know. I could feel it, but. Yeah, it sucks for me right now, but it's
1: okay. We'll yeah. get over it. It's just sports.
0: It's just sports. I know. We'll I get know. over it.
1: But that's oh. that's that's fandom for you. Like your heart is in it, but you're also like, I don't, I don't want to feel this way. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to pull yourself away from
0: like certain situations, because then you just start thinking, oh my god, my team sucks. My city sucks. What's going
1: on? But I need to move. <laughs> yeah, get this. I'm about to bandwagon somewhere else. <laughs> It's going to be okay. <laughs> my realization
0: of like, oh, my God, no. Imagine this like forever. Oh, my God, no. Like the Cubs. <laughs> oh, mm. No, there's not gonna a it up there.
1: I'll bring mm. it back. I'll bring it back. Let's I was put about it to say, there. don't don't give yourself a decade of hell. Please. <laughs> Dude. <no. laughs> speak, speak, sp- positivity. Positivity. It's going to well, be yeah, okay. Before
0: the,
1: actually, before wrong. the
0: Lakers won the championship, they were like, what? A whole decade, right? 2000s?
1: Yeah hell tw- is, 2010. Is, is it's 2010 it's definitely been I mean but Boston the same way right now there's still like all our victories are like 20 years ago <laughs> oh, they, they cannot
0: get one over us as a Lakers fan as a Lakers fan they can't oh my god the Warriors have to win oh my god I didn't even think about this oh my gosh okay <laughs> so much but the face of my realization that they're gonna have more championships over the Lakers. Damn. I can't happen
1: yep and I like Tatum
0: but no I can't okay never mind, never mind. One let's away. go Warriors let's go Warriors <laughs> <All> <laughs> I right. changed my prediction I changed my prediction where is it winning tomorrow game six
1: where is it six and <laughs> the stress now mental health matters <laughs> yes yeah. oh it's mental health awareness month wasn't it or is it <laughs> Girl, it's so many things this month. I can't keep up. Okay, I'm I'm focused on pride. I'm just focused on waving my rainbow flag, and then I'm a rip, like wave my Mm -hmm. Juneteenth one, and that's all I got for y'all.
0: You're like, (laughs) it's a lot. It's a a great month.
1: June is a great month. It's also the beginning of summer. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I think it's a men's
1: mental health awareness month. So actually, even better for the NBA. Hurry up, finish the season, so y'all can take a break. (laughs) Yeah. For your mental health. For your mental health. <laughs> exactly. For all men across the world. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, I think we got recovered oh, we covered everything. We did. <laughs> we did it, guys. Thank you. Episode fifty. This has been so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, just letting y'all know that this again, this episode was brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, make sure you rewind to hear all about the fifty percent off if you need to, but otherwise, please enjoy Game Six. Uh, enjoy yes. it safely but turn up as well, but don't get into a bar fight, but if you need to, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Have some decorum, please. Have some sense of respect.
1: Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But other than that, I'll let you close out, Leslie. Yeah, well, thank
0: you so much for listening to another episode of West Coast Mix and Bounce. And it was just not another episode. It was our 50th episode. So we're just like, feel so happy, so excited to have so many of y'all listening to us and just continuing to stay connected um but stay tuned for our next episode hopefully we have one more before the nba season is officially over and if we don't we will be back come media day come camp time come draft free agency yes we're gonna have all that stuff so don't think we're too much gone if you don't hear from us we're still still here we're still here we're either working or yeah probably working Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. I'm Leslie Torres, and I'm with Ronna Marks. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys.